If you are looking to transition into full-time entrepreneurship, learn the two financial factors from Jai Vargas, which helped her transition more smoothly. ¿Estás cansada de estar batallando con ese dinero cada mes? Bienvenida a Su Dinero Importa Podcast, a Spanish podcast. Mom, it's not all Spanish. Okay, okay, a more Spanglish podcast. That's better. Where each week we have down-to-earth money conversations from people in la comunidad latina that will leave you with more confidence and inspiration to help you take control of your money. ¿Lista? Hagámoslo pues. ¿Qué tal? Qué gusto de tenerte aquí conmigo. Soy Jen Hempel, tu host, y hoy te voy a presentar otra invitada que estoy segura que te va a encantar. El Spanish Barometer de hoy es 40% más o menos en español. Si vamos a hablar un poco más de inglés. What you'll learn in today's episode is the two financial factors that helped her transition into full-time entrepreneurship. One critical element she found missing, which can help you elevate your career path much more quickly. And her top three tips for being the best of you in your career. Let me share with you a little bit about Jai Vargas. She is the founder of The Latinista, a national network of women and Latina professionals invested in professional development and career mobility. Today, The Latinista offers a series of skill-building, activity-driven, hands-on sessions specifically designed to help identify and sharpen career and business skills required to achieve professional goals. The Latinista has chapters in New York City, Chicago, and Miami. Lista, vamos a conocer a Jai. Bienvenida, Jai, to the Su Dinero Importa podcast. Estoy bien emocionada por tenerte aquí. Muchísimas gracias, Jen. Pues nos hemos conocido hace poquito, hace unos meses, pero la verdad es que me has impresionado tus logros. Claro que vamos a hablar de eso dentro de un ratito, pero primero vamos a empezar con tu money story y hablar de qué viste, qué aprendiste eh, con el tema del dinero cuando, cuando estabas creciendo desde chiquita. Definitivamente. Well, my money story is actually quite interesting. I learned about money from my parents, like many immigrants do and like many people in our community do. My mom was actually an accountant back in Dominican Republic. So she was always really good with money. Le gustaba el dinero y ella era la, que, la persona que bregaba con todos los finanzas de la familia. And so I learned at a very early age that I needed to put away money and save for a rainy day, quote unquote, is what they always say. Y como que yo no entendía lo que eso quería decir y para qué lo iba a usar, but I knew that it had something to do with the fact that I needed to set myself up for success and also be very responsible when it came to managing my money and planning for the long run. So even though it didn't sound as strategic as some people have their finances set up, I always knew that I had to put away a certain amount of my paycheck or a cer certain amount of money for the long run and for those rainy days. So that's sort of my very short answer uh, in terms of how I dealt with money when I was young. Okay. Y your mom, you said she was an accountant. Entonces, ella 
pues, ¿aprendiste por el ejemplo que ella te dio o porque ella te sentó un día, bueno, siéntate aquí, hija, y vamos a hablar del tema del dinero, lo que tienes que hacer, o era solamente por el ejemplo que ella dio? Sí, los dos. Okay. El ejemplo y también me enseñó mucho, mucho, mucho sobre manejar el dinero. When I was young, my mom sat me down at the kitchen table and she assured me that all of my bills had to be in place and that it was really, really, really important for me to know how much money was coming in and how much money was being paid out when I started to incur bills um, as a young college student, as well as when I started making my first few dollars in my entry-level jobs. So yes, by her example, but also by her making sure that she was teaching me her ways when it came to paying my bills on time and also saving money for a rainy day and opening up that first debit account that I used to put in all of my first paychecks when I was very young. I carry it. So let's uh, fast. So you became an adult, you got a job, but you've also recently transitioned into full-time entrepreneurship, right? So if you take us through that journey, because I know it's not an easy one, but if you could take us through that journey and how you did this, because that's a big achievement. Thank you. And you know what? That's actually a really big part of my money story. I knew from the beginning that in order for me to be able to establish myself as a small business, as a sole proprietor, I needed to have a cushion. And I wanted to make sure that I had at least a year and a half in the bank to be able to really dive deep into what's my business plan, what's my strategy, and not feel the pressure to have to go back to corporate world or work, or perhaps taking on a client that I didn't want to just for the simple fact that I was being pressured to bring in some money. And so when I started The Latinista six years ago, it wasn't necessarily my intention to monetize this as a business, but it's what it grew into. And I started hearing from people within my network, people within my family, as well as my community, that this was a really big opportunity for me to be able to take to the next level. And it wasn't until the time that I finally realized that women were really hungry for the types of workshops that I was doing. And they were interested in investing in themselves and were willing to pay for these workshops. And so I knew that I had to have some runway in place when it came to my finances when I did finally decide to leave the corporate world and open up my own business. I didn't do this entirely on my own. Of course, the saving was always there. Um, I worked for a really amazing organization that promoted me and gave me bonuses and allowed me to be able to develop such a big cushion to do this on my own. But I reached out to a financial coach from the financial gym to be able to help me structure these goals as well as develop a budget for myself. So it certainly wasn't completely on my own. And I knew that I needed some help in doing that planning for me. I love two things that you said. One, you put away uh, the cushion in the bank, you said about a year and a half's worth. So you didn't feel pressured when you went full, you know, full throttle into entrepreneurship. You didn't have to pressure yourself that if something happens this month, you don't bring in that income that 
oh my goodness, what am I going to do? So that's always very nice to you know have. So kudos to you for doing that. And the second thing that I love that you said is you reached out for help, something that I personally didn't do. And it took me longer <laughs> to get to where we wanted. And uh, for those of you listening, the financial gym, if you're in the New York City area, it's a fan fantastic facility where you can, if, if you want someone in person uh, to help you with your financial goals, I definitely recommend of, uh, that. Of course, you have me as well. But if you want something in person that some people thrive better uh, that way, for sure, check it out, especially in the New York City area. So I love that you share that. But now I want to go back a little bit into the Latinista. ¿Por qué la creaste? Why did you create the Latinista? Well, it was interesting. The reason why I first developed the network six years ago was for the simple fact that I was surrounded by a lot of professional women who needed help when it came to getting their foot in the door with particular jobs or careers. And then as I got closer to them, I realized that they were all facing very similar challenges. They didn't have mentors or champions helping them. They also needed some help when it came to the tactical strategy around writing a resume, developing a cover letter, what to say during interviews. And also, when I was attending many of these corporate functions and conferences across the U.S., I was running into a lot of women who were digging into their own pockets to attend these conferences, simply for the fact that they wanted to network and meet other people within the industry or organization that could potentially, you know, get them a job or get them a foot in the door. And so I started to doing, you know, to do a little bit of digging when it came to that particularly, and was also wondering like how these women were working for these big institutions and organizations, but these organizations weren't investing in these women being at this conference. These women were actually digging into their own pockets and showing up and trying to do this all themselves. And so for me, that was sort of an eye opener. I was, I was thinking, wow, these women are spending upwards of about $1,000 to be at this conference when they should have pitched this as a unique opportunity for their organizations to use them as a platform, as a tool as a resource within these networks and saying, hey, guess what? I work for this big organization and they're investing in me as a professional. That's why they sent me to this conference. And so it was really interesting for me to see that. And it was challenging for me to wrap my head around that. So I decided to change my strategy. My network actually started as a meetup group. So it was very conversational and very just women's network um, overall. And so I wanted to be a little bit more strategic. And so that's why I decided to start doing monthly workshops, right? So that it was a little bit more tactical. We were going to be hosting workshops and inviting subject matter experts to do just that. Teach us all about resume writing, how to show up in the workplace, teaching us about having those conversations about negotiations with our managers. And really helping us develop that framework and that blueprint for getting ahead. And so that's exactly what we've been doing for the last couple of years. And it's been really great. And so now I have chapters in New York, Miami, Chicago, and I'm going to be hosting a financial workshop in Los Angeles next month. That is fantastic. Now, 
One thing, a couple of things that you said there that caught my attention. So you saw that women, las mujeres en estas conferencias, convenciones, todo eso, um, were really, they had the desire to uh, grow as a person, to become a, a better professional, to basically become the best of them. But they were coming out of their own pocket versus advocating for themselves at the job, right? To say, hey, I would uh, love to go to this conference. This would be beneficial for me and you because ABC reason. And that's what I'm hearing. That's correct. correct. A lot of these women, when I asked them, how come their managers or their employers didn't see that this would be a really great opportunity to be able to send you to work on your professional development? And what I was mm -hmm. hearing from a lot of these women, they would say, oh, it's complicated, you know, we're at the end of budget season, or I didn't have enough time to be able to sit down with my manager and ask, or, you know, they're not really invested in these things. So I knew that it was something that I needed to do, or, well, I'm here to find someone that's going to help me elevate my career. And I don't think my boss really gets it. And so I said, hmm, that's interesting, but it sounds like you perhaps didn't have the know-how or the confidence to be able to sell this, yes. sell yourself for the reasons that you just talked about why you're here. That was a really big challenge right. that I see that it's a common thread. These people are all really wondering how they can up-level themselves and gain the confidence to be able to stand their ground and say, I'm going to this conference. I need you to support mm -hmm. me. And this is how it's going to help our department and the company overall. Right. And I find that really interesting just because, and I, those listening to this podcast will hear me references quite a bit, but the gender wage gap and then how Latinas are at that bottom of that ladder, meaning of that gender wage gap, meaning that the gap in between what Latina women make versus just men is, is bigger than any of the other ethnicities uh, and races. So in hearing you say that, it just makes me think, okay, there's, you know, there's work that needs to be done, right? Obviously, <laughs> to change that. And it's interesting that you caught on to that, because I'm sure with the Latinista, with the workshops that you provide, some of them touch on those matters that will help them advocate better for themselves at the, in their profession. That's absolutely right. And, you know, sometimes, Yes. Life gets in the way. We get extremely busy. I've, I've been around a lot of women who approach our workshops and they're like, I've been at this current opportunity and position for 10, 15 years. And I, I haven't gotten the promotions or the bonuses that I deserve, you know, but when you really dig deep, it's how many times have you asked for it? Where's the blueprint? What have you done? Right. Where are the certifications that you've accomplished in the last two or three years? And they literally just look at me and say, well, I haven't done any of that, but I've worked really hard and I've kept my head down. And so they should know that I'm a team player in X, Y, Z. And it's like, no, they're, you know, mm -hmm. they're not in this for you. You've got to take responsibility for your growth, right? It's your business to ask for a promotion and a raise every three to six months, you know, and make sure that Once they give you that list of those items that you need to accomplish to make yourself a better leader, that you can sit there and honestly say that you've tried everything that they've thrown your way and you've accomplished every workshop or every certification or every single book that they asked you to read or project that they asked you to take on and say, what's next? 
I've done it all. And if they still don't give you that raise or promotion, that should tell you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be some of these women were in like in a process of transition. So they're like, you know what, had enough. Let's see what I can do to better myself and then move on transition to another job or, or something else. And it could, you know, part of it, I'm sure some some women were like that. But I'm loving the gap. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Uh, or just the part that you're feeling with a Latinista. Now, in turn, you mentioned something that I wanted to ask you that uh, asking for a raise every th- three to six months, that's what you said, right? Correct. It's about being persistent okay, or at so- least what you exactly. can do to move the needle forward. I've been into some really large corporations and organizations that some of them ask you to do an assessment every three months and every mm. six months, mm-hmm. right? And you're tracking towards that. And so it's a great time to be able to sit next to your manager and say, all right, here's what I did the last three months. Okay, next three months, here's what I'm going to do, right? And just be very persistent. Love it. And I wanted to just bring that up just in case, for those of you listening, didn't catch that every three to six months. And like um, Jai said, if if they don't provide some sort of, uh, I guess it's accountability in terms of like, this is what have you accomplished and bring it yourself, right? This is what I've done and, and ask for that raise. Cause some companies, I mean, may not have that structure, right? But do it, you know, take it upon yourself uh, to do this yourself uh, because no one can advocate better for yourself, but you, <laughs> right? Correct. So it's, it's important. Oh my goodness, this is awesome. So tell me uh, in terms of workshops. So you mentioned with a Latinista, you provide professional. Is it really, uh, are your, is your market more the professional woman, the nine to five, or is it also business owners? Can you tell me a little bit it's about that? It's a good mix of both, but I'd say about 80% of our network are working professional Latinas uh, or women of color. It's interesting. We actually have quite a bit of men that attend our workshop now as well, Um, because the content that we're sharing really isn't directed towards women specifically. It's really just a time that you take to up-level your skills. Um, So the workshops that we do have everything to do with how to use LinkedIn to manage your brand and apply for jobs or connect with the right people that you should be, you know, having within your network or being a confident public speaker, or perhaps negotiating your salary. Um, and a lot of those types of upskilling workshops is really what we focus on, making sure that the women are in tuned with the challenges that they're facing and what's their game plan three to six months out. Love it. Love it. Now, with in terms of advice. So for women uh, that are listening to this, what would be your top three tips uh, just for being the best you? Because that's what you're really, really focusing on. And this is why I wanted to bring you on, not just, you know, of course, to get to know you and on a personal level in your money story, but really showing the example that you're providing for our community uh, as well. And the example and what you're teaching, but what would be like maybe your top 
three tips or so that you want to share for those listening that to be the best you to be at to be the best advocate for yourself and and just literally become the best of you? Well, I'd say for sure, make sure that you understand what your mission is, right? Even if it's a three to six month plan, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? And try to chunk that out into small goals every single day. So I know that for me, my calendar is absolutely full every single day, but I always have one big thing that I know that I have to complete every single day. So the night before, I always check out my calendar and I, and I say to myself, as long as I get that one proposal done, aside from all the meetings that I have, I won today. I completed my big task. So, you know, vision is very important um, because like I told you, yes, we all experience that life gets in the way and you don't want to say three or four months down the road, like my goodness, I wrote something down and I never did anything about it. And now it's almost Q4 and we're still wondering like, what am I supposed to be accomplishing this year? And so everything that you either agree to or decline on a daily basis should be in line with that mission, that short-term goal. And if someone asks you for advice or for a call or to be on a panel somewhere or that you spend time with them and X, Y, and Z, does it align with what you're trying to accomplish in three to six months? And if it doesn't align to it, then you have to decline because then you're going to be self-sabotaging, right? You're going to take on these projects and these roles that may not be in alignment with what you're trying to accomplish. And then you're sort of wondering like, gosh, how did I get here? I'm supposed to be working on a proposal or I'm supposed to be working on X, Y, and Z to be accomplished. And so having a very, very clear vision on what you're trying to accomplish is so key. Love it. Love it. And I, the other thing that I wanted to tie in with what you mentioned, that one thing, you mentioned that one thing, if I get this done, I'm good. And it's about that one thing that really moves the needle, right? What really moves the needle in your business? Uh, because I've, I've been taught, you know, I've learned that from mentors and coaching because before it was, before I used to just put everything, you know, put too much on my plate and really n- no strategy behind it. It's just, okay, I need to get A, B, C, D done versus what's really going to move the needle today, right? What is you know, and prioritizing in, in terms of that? And like you said, the mission. So I love that you shared that. The second, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say. What, so what the second thing that I think is really, really important, um, which is really just holistic, throughout your life is finances, right? That's what you and I talk about all of the time and what we preach. But some people go through life as I did. I was making a certain amount of money and I was spending a certain amount of money. I knew that I was never in the red. I have never been in the red. And I thought that that was just great. That was how I was living my life. But it's until you actually sit down and whether it's manually on Excel understanding how much money you're bringing in, how much you're spending, and being able to break it down into chunks in every aspect of your life, whether it's entertainment, food, retail spending, you have to know these numbers. You know, and 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 I think that having financial peace of mind or at least having an idea of 
where your money is working for you is so important. It wasn't until I sat down with the financial gym coach that I realized how much money I was spending in real retail. (laughs) I mean, I love shopping. It wasn't that I was spending a lot of money, but that I was shopping very often, like every other day. Um, You know, and I, I wasn't spending a lot of money, like I said, but it was just a habit that I formed that I just loved. And once I sat down and assessed my budget and what I was trying to accomplish in the long run, and they actually challenged me to say, I can give shopping up for three to six months. That's no big deal. I don't need clothes. I'm just used to buying them, right? It was just Mm -hmm. breaking that habit Mm -hmm. and someone literally sitting me down and saying, do you realize how much you're spending on clothes that you don't need? I was like, you're right. I don't. (laughs) They were like, do you think you can? I'm like, of course I can. I don't need these clothes. I just want them. And it was a habit. And so Mm -hmm. when I stopped spending on retail, I started amassing, you know, so much money and my savings plan being allocated to something that I knew I needed and I wanted, which was travel. I said, you know, I do three or four international trips a year. That's what's important to me. And so once they sort of put that into my perspective, I said, oh, this is a no-brainer. This is really important for my life. Um, so that was something that was really, really important to me that I didn't really realize I was doing. Right. And once you get that, it allows and you, you have that clarity, right? Because sometimes we just go, you know, live our life day to day and we're like, okay, our bills are taken care of. We didn't get into debt and we're good, right? And we think that way. And, but if you have that clarity allows you to be more strategic and allow you to do things that you really want to be doing. Right. And it gives this, uh, it's definitely clarity in terms of finances, but it lives, lifts this fog, if you will, or it gives more bandwidth in your brain. Right. So we have so many things going on. We multitask, we, just have a lot of stuff going on. And that takes up a lot of bandwidth, right, in your brain. But when you have that clarity around the uh, finances, it opens up, right, some space for you to think more clear uh, and make better decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up. (laughs) And then my last tip is something that I preach all the time. So I actually call myself the LinkedIn Ninja. I absolutely love utilizing the platform to build my network. And some people don't realize the value of creating and curating a network of people that are going to be influential to you. I mean, I've been on LinkedIn for at least 10 years now. And so for Mm. me, it's taken me quite some time to be able to really understand how I tap into these professionals and vice versa, how I can help them. So I just love being a resource to someone. Whenever I meet someone, let's say they tell me they want to write a book. I'm able to say, let me check into my LinkedIn network and see who has written a book. Would that be valuable to you? They may be able to give you some Mm. shortcuts or help you in your book writing journey. And so that's really how I love to uh, reciprocate to people that help me, right? Because it's all about reciprocity. It's when you meet someone, what can I do to help you? And vice versa, I'll need you one day. And so for me, my toolbox is being able to connect others that are going to help them accomplish their goals. And LinkedIn just happens to be incredible for me to do that. 
I love it. And yes, I, I agree. You do really well. I've seen your posts on LinkedIn and I'm like, huh, I have to watch this lady. I love it. <laughs> and see what she does. Because a lot of people don't know what to do yeah. with LinkedIn, right? There's tons of people, but it, it definitely can be a valuable tool if, if you oh, use absolutely. it right. I've seen a lot of, uh, and I don't know, well, this could be for, I'm digressing here for, for a moment, but I've seen people use LinkedIn with uh, a lot of hashtags. And I'm like, I don't know. I've, I've seen LinkedIn now put automatically some hashtags. I don't know if it's the right place for hashtags. But, or, you know, these those things that you're like, hmm, it's, it works for other platforms. Does it really for LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they actually started implementing hashtags a couple of months ago. Um, and they do these things every now and then. They actually used to have a feature where you can post events. They used to have one mm. of my favorite features is you can actually alert people when and where you're going to be traveling so that you can meet people in that area. I actually used to use that quite mm. a bit. And this was something like eight years ago, but I loved it because I was able to say, hey, I'm going to be traveling to this conference in Philadelphia. Who's in the area? People would be alerted and then we would set up some networking lunches. I loved it. Oh my gosh, but they don't they have don't. it anymore. Uh, and I don't know why, but they they pop up with these interesting features every now and then. Um, some work, some don't. But I know for sure that for me, LinkedIn has opened so many doors. I actually got my last four jobs using LinkedIn and it wasn't through applying for a job on there. It was finding out who the hiring manager was that was hiring for that particular role that I wanted, right? And I reach out mm, to them, mm-hmm. have coffee with them, and the role was mine. So, so good. I just love so it. Good. Right. It's net, the network is just so important. So very important. Oh my goodness. This has been fantastic. I appreciate you being here. Uh, gracias por compartir este tiempito con nosotras y por crear la latinista or the latinista. Because <laughs> that's such, such a valuable um, resource, a valuable organization. I mean, it's, it's needed. So I am so I'm thankful that you've done this uh, for our community because it helps elevate us as Latinas, as professional Latinas, uh, which in turn, obviously gives, you know, gives us more confidence, which seeps into so many aspects of our lives. So I appreciate the example that thank you're setting. Thank you. And thank you so much for setting up this platform for people like me to be able to share a couple of the tips that I've learned over the last few years. And I know that you're going to be helping a ton of people through this platform. So thank you for all your hard work. Ay, gracias, Chai. Nos hablaremos pronto. Saludos. Espero que te haya gustado esta entrevista con Jai. Yo sé que el contenido, lo que ella compartió, te va a ayudar bastante si lo usas. Tú puedes seguir conociendo el trabajo de Jai en thelatinista.com o buscas el hashtag thelatinista. También voy a tener el link in the show notes de hoy. What I absolutely loved about what she shared, can you guess? If your guess is that she got help from my financial coach, you are absolutely right. We don't have to do this ourselves. You can seek help from someone like me. Seeking help allows a separate pair of eyes, which will help you see what you can't see. Sometimes the stress, the overwhelm, or just a life in general blocks us from seeing our reality. 
And yes, seeking a financial coach like me is an investment, but by not doing it, you are also losing money and time, which is worth more. Don't you agree? Of course, maybe reaching out for help may not be the answer at this very moment. Maybe you need to take a look at your overall picture of your finances and have a better understanding before you reach out for help. And my daily money ritual is a great tool to start with. It's a simple worksheet that helps you regroup your financial life. Your copy is waiting over at jenhemphill.com forward slash SDI. Next week, it is the Thanksgiving holiday and it will be just you and I. I'm going to talk about gratitude as how it relates to money and give you some tips there. That is a wrap for today. I want to thank Jai for joining us, for sharing her story, for sharing such fantastic tips. You can check out more on her over at our brief show notes at jenhemphill.com forward slash SDI 11. Also, don't forget if you love this episode, if you are loving this podcast, then please, by all means, I would greatly appreciate it if you share it with a friend, a stranger, a colleague, a family member, because we never know what impact or what inspiration or what drive this episode or this podcast will give to others. Sometimes it's just that one little message that someone needs to hear that's going to push them forward. And sometimes that's all they need. So just sharing this podcast, sharing this episode, uh, you just never know how much it'll help. So I appreciate it. So I appreciate you listening. Te agradezco un montonón por estar escuchando, por el apoyo que me has dado y nos hablaremos el próximo viernes. Gracias. Chao.